Star Wars Action News is brought to you in part by Brian's Toys. At Brian'sToys.com, you can find Star Wars toys and collectibles from 1977 to the present. Brian's Toys has it all, from vintage toys and action figures right up to the latest releases. And when checking out, be sure to say you were referred to Brian's Toys by Star Wars Action News. So go check out the world's largest selection of Star Wars toys at Brian'sToys.com. Listening to Star Wars Action News, your source for Star Wars collecting news, reviews, and updates, helping Star Wars collectors collect better. Be sure to check out our website at SWActionNews.com, where you can see photos of the items discussed, chat with other Star Wars Action News listeners, and much more, including information on how you can be part of the show. Welcome to a pre-celebration edition of Star Wars Action News. We have a whole heck of a lot of celebration news. I know, and celebration is still a long ways away. You say pre-celebration, that's like a planning show, but that's not what this is. Mm -mm. In fact, this was going to be our Con Survival Guide episode, and we were going to review some items this week. All of it got bumped. (laughs) There was a lot of celebration news this week. It's like they wanted to get it out before the holiday. A lot of celebration news and a lot of collecting news that we're going to be going into a lot of new store finds. It's finally worth it to go to the stores again. A lot of online news. Some great releases over at StarWars.com. We've got a lot this episode. But to start off... The biggest news for us, anyway. Our party is sold out. We said it probably would happen this past week. It did. We sold out in less than four weeks of selling tickets. I think about three weeks, actually, was the date on that. And... Can't believe how fast the tickets went. Very happy to hear it. If you missed out, when you listen to this, we should still have the waitlist available until everybody's actually paid for their tickets. We're still taking waitlist reservations. And then once we've sold our number and everybody's paid, then we'll either let you know that your waitlist wasn't activated and we'll close the waitlist altogether. We expect that this week you'll finally get a sneak peek of what the t-shirt's going to look like. And let me tell you, people are going to be kicking themselves that they didn't buy tickets sooner when they see this really awesome shirt with art by Kevin Graham. It's super cool. Even my dad said, wow, that's really neat. I'm endlessly impressed and just so honored that he's doing the shirts for us. Very cool work. But we're looking forward to seeing all of you who got tickets at the party in August. And if you aren't coming to the party, we're still hoping to see you in August at Celebration 5, perhaps at the charity event we're doing on Wednesday night. We are going to be hosting, and by hosting I mean announcing, a trivia night. And it's going to be Star Wars Trivia It's going to benefit the Leukemia Lymphoma Society, and it's going to be at Todd Stew's Heroes Landing, which is in Claremont. Now, if you don't have a ride, it's a little bit of a drive from the convention center. I think it's like 20 minutes. There's some other people who have already posted that they're going, and they may have spots in their car. So go ahead and check out our forums, and maybe you can find someone to ride with. It shouldn't be a problem. It seems that Orlando's a driving city. It is $10 to buy in for the trivia, and it's going to be a 50-50 split with the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. It's going to be great. I know Todd and Stu have some great things planned as well. 
it's just going to be a fun pre-celebration night. Nobody's really doing anything that night, so come on out. It's very limited space. They said that they can only seat around 30 people, so you want to get there a little bit early. We've got all the details on the forums and a link directly to that forum from the homepage at SWActionNews.com. You can also come and see us, and we'd really like to see you at one of the panels we're on. Well, I'm yes. on one, you're on two. Well, you know, I am the better half. Yes, U.S. Indeed. Jedi Temple Archives, you know. <laughs> I'm going to be on the Partners in Crime, a.k.a. the Real Housewives of Collecting. <laughs> and then we're going to be doing a collecting podcast with the guys at the Kivecast. If you've been following us on Twitter, you'll see the reason to go to the collecting panels. Besides seeing me air all of Arnie's dirty laundry and all the stories you guys haven't heard, the collectible this year at the collector's panel, which I haven't got collecting in there enough, I think, <laughs> it is original vintage-inspired cereal boxes. And the first thing that went through my mind is, oh, am I going to get these home? <laughs> I seriously freaked out. Unless they're, like, packed flat, even then I'm like, oh, I get to bring, like, cardboard to sandwich them in. Now, those of you who remember Gus's first interview on our show know Gus is a huge cereal box collector. He has Star Wars cereal boxes from across the globe. I think he has the largest Star Wars cereal box collection in the world. I think he bests even Steve Sansweet in that regard. So obviously, this is something Gus holds very near and dear to his heart. And it's very cool that he's now getting to design some of these. That must be very exciting for him. There's going to be 16 of these. And they're going to be handed out during collector's panels. Perhaps one of ours. Maybe we'll be lucky. And it's completely random as the panels it's going to be. So it's not like you have to know which ones. It's just your best bet camp in there, I guess. That's what people did last year for the coins. People were freakish about camping in there and then i wonder what happened to all those coins i know there was a lot of trading of coins because people would go with their girlfriend or wife and or boyfriend or husband maybe there's some girls into star wars who don't have spouses or mates or life partners into star wars okay or children but still they had two of one coin and wanted to try to trade i know that some of those coins were going for over a hundred dollars i know an entire set was going for almost a thousand by the end of c4 that's a very cool thing so you definitely want to check out the collector's panels not just to see us or anything like that there was a big name announced for autographs this week also and that was are you ready ben burt he's gonna be there he is the sound master extraordinaire he's gonna be signing autographs and he's also gonna be doing some stage shows probably some interviews that kind of thing. Maybe have a big reunion like they did the Lando Lobot reunion. I can't decide if I'm going to get his autograph and if so, where. The Do you most- have staff like that sign your books? I haven't in the past other than, well, George Lucas. Well, yeah, that's George <laughs> Lucas. But I haven't had any others. But we already talked about how Gary Kurtz is going to be there signing autographs. and I don't know what to tell you on this one. I don't know. I mean, Ben Burt did create the sounds of R2. So I, I, I could have him sign on almost any page of my visual dictionary. You don't want to know what would make most sense to have him sign. My Droids DVD. Ben Burt wrote several of the episodes of the Droids animated cartoon series. Okay, you know why I wouldn't do that? He wrote many of the last episodes, which are available on the Droids DVD that you can get at Amazon.com. It has a total of eight episodes from that series, which you can watch and then listen to Republic Forces Radio Network as we discuss them and review them. Unfortunately, they don't have what I consider to be Ben Burt's greatest accomplishment on the Droid series, which is the episode The Great Heap. I'm going to spoil RFR in a little. I 
really liked The Great Heap, but that would be something for Ben to sign. As for the visual dictionary, uh, I don't know. I'll probably get him to sign it, but I don't, I don't know. Well, if you're unsure, don't do it. True. But it's very cool he's going to be there. I definitely would like to see him talk on stage, although, God, I've spent many hours hearing this man speak. What's he going to say? Well, he was doing more commentary on the original trilogy DVDs than Lucas did. It felt like I was having an afternoon with Ben Burt when I was listening to those commentaries. <laughs> it was like Ben Burt Ben Burt hosts George Lucas quotes. And every once in a while, Carrie Fisher would chime in. I'm here too. You know, I mean, that was about it. Now, Saturday night is when the last tour to Endor party is happening. There are t- still tickets available. I'm pretty sure they're just going to keep selling tickets because, well, it's Disney and they can handle the influx of the Star Wars convention. But tickets are $75 plus tax. Now, what this gets you is entrance to Disney's Hollywood Studios starting at 4 p.m. The main Star Wars event is from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. I think it's going to be kind of cool because there's Star Wars themed fireworks, which I think is going to be awesome. No one does fireworks like Disney. I'm not kidding. You, you've lived in Florida, Arnie. Have you ever been to Disney's fireworks? No. First of all, they have fireworks every night, so it's fun. But I've been on New Year's Eve. When I lived there, they didn't do them every night. Oh. We used to always go on New Year's Eve. My family, we'd be down at Disney or Universal for New Year's Eve. And, oh, my God, once you see Disney fireworks, no other fireworks compare. They ruin you for all other fireworks? Yes. Once you go to Disney, you can't go back. They're going to have themed party zones, Star Wars shows, and, okay, uh, I need to know who's going to go dance with me because there's a Death Star disco. I'll dance with you. Will you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't think you would. Yeah, I'll dance with you. We do the John Travolta, the Death Star disco? Absolutely. Where you wear a white suit? Absolutely not. I'll do a little dance. I'll uh-huh. make a little love. I'll get down that night. Now, what I want to know, you sell on all these things they have, but you said this goes to 1 a.m.? Yes, it does. At a convention? Yes. Are they serving Red Bull? I actually can't stand Red Bull. It's disgusting. I know. You like that 7-Up weed juice, but seriously. It's tab. tab. don't make we- anymore. I'm going to need some energy drinks. I don't recall really ever staying up until one unless we're doing a podcast. Really? At a con. Let's see. Hmm. Do you, let's let's go back, Arnie, Other to 2005. The, the Lucas line. Uh-huh. You know, it's just we're going to pretend like Celebration is Comic-Con. Because at Comic-Con, we routinely do not get to bed until it's almost time to get up. I think that on Sunday, those who actually stumble into the convention center, <laughs> it's going to be like we're all hung over from going to Disney till one o'clock. Do they serve liquor at Disney? Yes, they do. All right. That'll, then we will literally be all hung over. Yes. It says and much more. So there could be other things happening, but it does sound really cool. Let me just say, this is not our first rodeo. This is our fourth celebration. At Celebration 2, they didn't really do anything after hours except Mm -mm. the concert, which could only seat limited people. And I think people... That was beautiful, too. It was great. I think people were kind of bummed that there was nothing to do after, like, 6, though. Mm -hmm. Celebration 3, they had that horrible... Oh, that party. Jabba thing. With the... Fire eaters, and then it's you paid what I think it was fifty bucks each to get into that. It was expensive. We did get some exclusive things. We have a Darth Vader straw now that where you it's shaped like Darth Vader's head. So when you drink out of it, which we would never do, but if you drink out of it, you know the liquid goes up towards Darth Vader's head. We did not get the exclusive T-shirt because a it wasn't included in the cost, and b that line was oh my gosh oh uh, it's like people were getting in the line to get into the party and then just immediately getting into the line to get the t-shirt it was like they had to own it and 
I was just like, forget it. I, I didn't even like the shirt, let alone feel like standing in the line. This was post Lucas. So it was, it was like started at like eight o'clock or something. We were exhausted, hungry, exhausted, and more exhausted. Then at celebration four, they had another party that was like DJed and it was kind of like a rave kind of thing. There were like glow sticks it's and kind of like nerd prom. FX savers. We kind of went in there and realized that this was not our scene. No. At all. We uh, left fairly quickly. I did have fun getting my picture taken with V from Vendetta. That was good. That was the highlight. It really did feel kind of like almost a junior high prom because Mm -hmm. there were like a lot of people sitting alone in folding chairs. Like they didn't want to get out on the dance floor. And there was like this, the center of attention was a throng of slave Leia's. Mm -hmm. Of course. Why wouldn't they be the center of attention? But Wow. So out of all of these nighttime activities or nocturnal missions, if you will, (laughs) I think this Disney one sounds the best. I think it'll be a lot of fun. And from what I can tell, there's a lot of people going. And I think it'd be a great chance to hang out and have fun. You can ride rides. You know, it'll be a really great evening. We can ride Star Tours until we puke. I don't think that ride will make you puke. No, no, it won't. That's why they're replacing it. I read an article, and we're going to link to this article, about the replacement of Star Tours. They said Star Tours 2.0 is going to be an ever-changing interactive experience so that during the ride, people choose the course it takes. And now the article says no two rides will be the same. Now, I, I cry BS on that. There, there is a finite number of possibilities in anything human created and an infinite number of times that people will ride this ride. So perhaps there's 64 possible permutations of what will happen. But it looks like rumor has it you'll be going to Tatooine, Coruscant, and maybe Kashyyyk. Ooh, Kashyyyk. Interesting. And possibly the construction of the Death Star. They say it's been taking place between episodes three and four. Hmm. So we could see war-torn Kashyyyk, I suppose. Or Wookiees. Wookiees in Chains. That, that, that was a great band when I was in high school, Wookiees in Chains. Really? Yeah. Oh, never heard of them. You mean Alice in Chains? They had that song, Wookiee in the Box. Yeah, you're being funny. I'm trying. I'm not succeeding. No, though. you're not. Not really. Back to Celebration. One of our favorite customizers, next to Cozy, of course, because he's number one. Frank DiOrio is going to be back at Celebration. He's going to be building Hoth this time. Now, we hope to have him on here in a few weeks to talk about what he's doing. And he's also looking for some donations of figures. So go over to his website, which we're going to link to. It's NubNub's Universe. He's looking for beasts, ships, droids, or figures. And they're not for him. These are all for the customizing weekend. And on Sunday, it all gets to go home with the kids. Now, I'm really hoping it goes home with the kids and not the crazy lady who beats us up with a tree. Yeah, that lady was mean. But I emailed Frank and we're talking about he he thought it was amusing that (laughs) I was assaulted at his display at the Ewok Village, which goes against what the Ewoks believe in. But well, Frank's Canadian. He knows you played hockey. He probably thought you could handle yourself and maybe she would get put in the penalty box for high branching. Possibly. But he's really looking for donations. And this is one of the most fun activities for kids and adults. I know that Jacob spent a lot of time at the customizing table last time and painted like a Hulk Greeny walk, I think. I mean, it was 
a lot of fun for kids and adults alike, and they can't do it without your support. So if you've got a box of loose toys that you don't want, I know I've got some around here. I don't know about you guys, but people know I'm a Star Wars collector and they go garage sailing and they bring me like, here, you want this? It's like full of half together tauntauns from 1997 and things like that. (laughs) I think these are perfect for Frank's mission. So I will be donating some of those. If you're not going to celebration and you're wishing you were and maybe circumstances aren't helping you out there, there is a contest with Cartoon Network and Celebration 5 for the ultimate fan getaway. And it's just a simple enter your email address and you can go to cartoonnetwork.com slash getaway to go ahead and enter this contest. Now, you get admission to C5 plus airfare or whatever it takes to get you there. You get an awesome suite at the Peabody. Filled with vintage and new Star Wars items. Yeah, yeah, I'm entering. Yes, numerous times, I imagine. You can enter once a day, so I am. I feel like Laszlo from Real Genius. (laughs) They made the rules. (laughs) I'll tell you, if if you weren't planning on going to Celebration and you win the ultimate fan getaway... That would be awesome. Even though we're sold out, we'll let you buy a ticket to our party. Yes, Absolutely. Maybe we'll even do better than that, Arnie. Maybe. We'll see. We might even throw a staff t-shirt your way or something. There are still yet more giveaways also. Spike TV was running a contest over the weekend for the fourth holiday. They're running a movie marathon, and if you answered the questions right during the marathon, you could enter for another chance to win a trip to Celebration. Lots of ways to get to Celebration, folks. All it takes is some tenacity and a dream. (laughs) Now let's talk about the Celebration 5 promo art that's been coming out. Do we have to? Because <laughs> I don't want to insult anybody. <laughs> well, Arnie used to live in Florida. I did. And the theme is Star Wars people doing things that are Florida activities. Can I name a few? Okay. There's watching your house's foundation crumble from banyan trees. Okay. There's picking gecko lizards out of your shoes because there's no stopping them. Uh Uh-huh. There's the shock as the first flying cockroach dive bombs your head. (laughs) Or the constant squatting of mosquitoes that they just swarm you, especially in summertime. You know what I think would be an awesome one is... The person in a car that's behind the little old lady driving the car in their anger because she's going 20 miles an hour in a 55 mile an hour zone and swerving. My mother used to refer to them as the frog drivers because you just saw two eyes and a steering wheel. (laughs) Yes, that would be a good one, too. Um, As a Floridian native, one of my constant activities was being asked directions by tourists. That's a good one. But, of course, they're going with the more... Vanilla. Yeah, they're putting Boba Fett on a jet ski. You know what we think of that one. Well, they've released a few more this week. The first one was putting some Star Wars characters on a roller coaster, and I'm trying to figure out how they chose their characters, because it's Vader, Yoda, Chewbacca, I think is the Wookiee, and Kit Fisto. Episode three. That's all I could think of, is that's the only place I'm all sorry, of I'm them sorry. together. What is episode three, <laughs> Revenge of the Sith? Now, the next one was Yoda juggling oranges. He wasn't juggling, he was levitating them as if oh, they were training remotes. Why was that completely lost on me? <laughs> Well, I, I thought he was juggling oranges. There was only one of them, so I don't even know how that's juggling. Well, he's not very good at it. He's, he's practicing. <laughs> he's a beginning juggler. He's doing the one orange. I thought he was juggling. It's Yoda. I had a bad week. It's Yoda in an orange field. Yes, Florida is the orange state. But actually, 
California produces more oranges. And that's one to grow on. Thank you, Wikipedia girl. Mm -hmm. Anytime. That's your superhero power, full of trivia that may or may not be correct. But it's great art. I'm not dissing any of these artists. But man, you know, it's promo art. It's not like they're trying to sell me a t-shirt on it like the Boba Fett with the jet ski. But I just keep hoping that none of these are necessarily the celebration poster of that year. Now, I'm I'll, even though we haven't revealed the art, I'll admit that our party t-shirt, we kind of did the same thing. We incorporated Star Wars and Florida a bit. But well, what I didn't do... I hope you like Bush Gardens! <laughs> what I didn't do was put Lando... In charge of an airboat in the Everglades. Now, Lando, if you read the EU, has done a number of schemes when times were tough. And so perhaps this was one of them. But still, it was... Oh, I looked at that and I just was speechless at what I was seeing. Well, it's interesting. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that there are better mashups that could have been done. They're hitting the big ones. Everglades, oranges theme parks maybe the next one is going to be han solo at a really cool latin club in miami with will smith yes or maybe he's gonna be on south beach i personally think it should be darth maul drunken at spring break at daytona well i was gonna say at miami inc oh yeah that'd be cool <laughs> see but that show's not even on anymore well well i think that darth maul needs to get drunk at daytona for spring break these are the things we think about with florida i do kind of have to chuckle because they put the characters on the roller coaster but of course there's nothing disney in it because well they can't look even lucasfilm doesn't want to tangle with disney <laughs> Okay. There was a news of another Celebration 5 and San Diego Comic-Con shared exclusive this week, the Star Wars Insider. Even though last week they announced how they're going digital and you don't need paper, unless you're going to the con, and then you can get a paper copy with a special Han and Carbonite cover that is actually really cool, and I need at least one copy. Maybe two, because Marjorie can get one, and then I can have one to read and one to keep forever frozen in carbonite i was thinking a mylar baggie that's acid free mm. it's going to be both at san diego comic-con where strangely they're sharing a booth with gentle giant i read hmm. and celebration five so be sure to get that now that we're done with celebration five news for this week let's head to the store report arnie what'd you find at store i'm sorry but isn't today the day we're releasing this podcast the fourth of july fifth. independence day it's a fifth Fourth, Monday. Fifth is Monday. Fifth of July. Okay. Uh, I've had a long weekend, lots of drinking by the pool. <laughs> but we're still, it just started to be summer, right? I mean, summer was started on June 21st. Mm -hmm. So right now, I mean, I don't know how kids are today, but I know when I was a kid, school got out in late June or early-ish June, sometimes mid-June, depending on snow days. But like June was, we were still in school at the start of June, right? Mm-hmm. Do you know how pissed I would be as a kid if I got out of school, say, like June 6th, and I go to the stores on June 28th and see back-to-school signs like I saw at Toys R Us this week? I understand. I would have the same problem. I mean, what I is the back-to-summer school with Mark Harmon? I would feel the ripping off my summer because I would be forced to look at back-to-school stuff. We've always talked about the Christmas creep, and I feel I'm getting old because I keep saying, well, Christmas comes earlier every year, but... It does! But what Actually, is up with back-to-school creep? Now, I will say that it is almost a 4th of July holiday, 
So Christmas stuff should be at Walgreens any day now. I just couldn't believe there was back to school already. But yet I found some new Star Wars stuff in the form of Star Wars backpacks. And some of them are actually pretty cool. My favorite is a Lego Darth Vader backpack. It's got the red lightsaber and it had some really cool art on it. Out of all of them, even though I don't collect backpacks, I almost bought that one because it was cool. The problem is I just, I could see myself walking out of there with all six backpacks and I- I An angry wife. I didn't want to open that door, especially since if the back to school savings start now, it might be (laughs) on clearance for $4 come August 1st. They also had a lenticular clone captain, one with Captain Rex on it. Of course it was Captain Rex. They have a non-lenticular Captain Rex one that says first in last standing. Kind of a... Programming joke? No, I thought that was just kind of a badass statement. He's the first one in the door and the last one standing. That means he's tougher than everybody else, including the people who follow him. Mm. For the more subtle Star Wars fans, there was just an embossed Sith Lord logo. Then, of course, they had the Vader, who's your daddy pose. My absolute favorite, it wasn't as cute as the Lego Vader, but they had one with schematics of various Imperial ships, including TIE Fighters, Vader's TIE Advanced, ATST. Some really cool drawings there. Unusual to see. I guess that's for the architecture students in second grade. <laughs> Little George Costanzas. Nice. What? He was also a marine biologist. And he wanted to be my latex salesman. He did. Now we got a report from one of our listeners that there were new items found at Gap Kids. Actually, I thought these were really cool and I wish they made them for adults. These were actually very cool. There were a number of new Star Wars shirts and there was a Vader one with kind of Empire Strikes Back style art. There was a very retro Boba Fett one with a greenish Boba Fett, a nice Millennium Falcon one. But there was one that kind of struck me as odd and it had 3PO and R2 and Vader on it. In the middle, standing on what looks like a planet is what looks like Boba Fett, but not. I don't know if he's supposed to be some other Mandalorian or just a really bad rendition of Boba Fett. (laughs) He's got, I think it's maybe Boba Fett concept art because it's got those Captain Rex cat ears on the top. (laughs) That's kind of an odd duck one there, but these shirts were marked at $19.50, but rang up at $13.50. And the listener said that he wanted to replace his entire son's Star Wars wardrobe with these because they were really high quality and cool designs. I can understand that. I would buy them if I had children. The same listener was at Hot Topic. Of course. They go hand in hand, right? And found an original trilogy shoulder bag. Mm. So if you need like a messenger bag, head to Hot Topic. You will need some sort of bag at Celebration. Yes, but I suggest a backpack. I think a backpack. Target is restocking the Wedge X-Wing Fighters, but at full price of $49.99. Why? Just why? No clue. Those things just sat around. Mm -hmm. And they're going to sit around again. Like Wedge himself at the Battle of Yavin. Mm -hmm. Now over at Walmart, our Both and Spy found Jabba the Hutt in their computer system. I've got the skew if you would like to write it down. I'll give you a moment to find a pencil. That skew is six, five, three, five, six, nine, five, zero, two, eight, five. And the price is $34.97, which really I don't think is too bad for Jabba, a throne, and a figure. Mm -mm. I'm okay with the $35 price point. And it will never, ever be marked down in our city. 
No, it won't, because that's how our Walmart rolls. We still have the ATSTs for $40. Yes, we do. We still have Anakin and Cortosis droids for $17. But they're in the clearance aisle. For $17. In the clearance aisle. But the biggest store news this week, we got so many reports of this in and so many pictures, and we thank you all for sending them and calling in with it. Street date? What street date? Vintage figures are found mostly at Toys R Us, coast to coast. Except in the middle. Us. Yes. Which means that my life is going to be Toys R Us for the next, what, six weeks until it's August 6th? Because what's going to happen is we're going to find them, we're going to get to the checkout, and they're not going to sell them to us. That's not true. They're all selling them. It's I understand just, that, but I'm just saying that's our luck. They, Toys R Us doesn't have the good Walmart system where they program it into the cash registers to not sell stuff. No, they don't. What a Bothan spy that we have in the Toys R Us system tells me is that his management clearly saw the sticker that said, do not sell until August 6th. And they went, yeah, put them out anyway and sold them. So apparently there's a lot of disregard for Hasbro's street date at Toys R Us, which is why you're finding them there. If you follow us on Twitter, I've been tweeting a lot of new photos of them as they come in. The packaging is super sweet. I just, it's, oh my God, I love it. I love vintage packaging, and this is just awesome. In addition to the vintage figures, new Saga Legends and new Clone Wars figures with the battle cards are being found. And we've got a number of voicemails we're going to play here for you. The first is from our good friend, Kevin, Darth Goth from the forums. Hey guys, it's Kevin from Arizona, uh, Darth Goth from the forums. I know it's been a while since uh, everybody's heard from me. I've been a little busy, but uh, I just wanted to let everybody know, thanks to a few tips uh, from uh, Twitter, actually, uh, social media working at its best, I just found uh, the entire wave of the vintage collection uh, figures, uh, plus a, f- a few extras, I think, uh, but basically the whole first wave. And they also had on the pegs here uh, at this uh, Toys R Us on Indian Bent, it's uh, Indian Bend Road in Paradise Valley, which is also Scottsdale. Uh, every, pretty much every, um, looks like the Greatest Hits, hits uh, collection and the new Clone Wars figures uh, with the new packaging. Again, this is everything that was shown at Toy Fair. Uh, on the pegs, I will be sending Arnie uh, loads of pictures after I leave this voicemail. And I uh, just want to let everybody know that these things are landing a little early. And uh, they are hitting the streets before the street date. So... I will send along pictures, very psyched about the score, and I hope everybody's doing well. And I won't see anybody at C5 this year. Uh, I won't be able to make it. i got a conflicting uh, event going on at the same time for work. But uh, I just want to let everybody know I'm still still doing the vintage and uh, having a ball doing it. So I hope everybody's well. And, uh, again, I'll send pictures along. Have a great day. Talk to you later. Bye. That is so cool for you, Kevin. I know you and I were texting when you were finding them, and I was so excited for you that I ran right to my own Toys R Us to find the same barren pegs that are always (laughs) there. Some dust built up on some of those Clone Wars figures, Obi-Wan and the snowsuit, and even a buy one, get one half off, they can't move some of these Yarnas. No, Yarnas, two years ago. Now, I took a really close look at your pictures, Kevin, and it looks like you got some really nice cards on those, too. You must have gotten those right out of the box. 
Yakface had some readers report that the card stock on these cards is not as thick as on previous cards. Mm. And that that means this is going to be more susceptible perhaps to scoring, to bending, and over time to warping. And remember, Marjorie, when we reviewed the vintage cards from JediCon, I noticed that even in the protective box, they had some scoring. And mm-hmm. I didn't really pay too close of attention to the weight, but that's something to really be concerned about about if you're a mint on card collector and of course i think that's what's being excited most by this vintage collection are the mint on card collectors because it's a cool card it is a really cool card i'm excited about these it's also very weird to see a boba fett on card with that flaming boba fett logo that he had back in the days of star wars with the card art because there wasn't a movie with him in it yet and yet in that flame to see mail away now for boba fett <laughs> Still a very cool find. These things are selling out as fast as they're coming in. One of our Bothan spies wrote in. He had a Toys R Us who had some of the figures left. And one of the Toys R Us employees told him that one guy came in and took every vehicle. They had the cloud car, the snowspeeder, and the repainted tank. He left one tank out of Hmm. a couple cases of vehicles. Wow. Again, I'll say what I said last week. It's wave one. (laughs) If I found them at Toys R Us, I'd cherry pick, but I'd still wait for the cheaper prices at Walmart. I mean, admittedly, I have them all coming from Brian's Toys, one of every figure club, but I'd cherry pick because I want to have them in my hot little hand. What can I say? But I I don't think I'd get the whole wave. I think I'd get the DAC and the 3PO because I really want to see how that removable armor works. And the FET because it's really cool. And the Vader because he's nice and retro. And probably the Leia and the Luke. All right, I'm, I'm at everybody except for the Vader now. And so I guess I probably would go hog wild. But it's still, I know intellectually it's wave one and it's not going to be hard to find. <laughs> Probably pick up a couple cloud car pilots because I'm going to need, you know, six of them to pilot my three cloud cars. Hey, Arnie and Marjorie, this is Mark, Darth Cheddar on the forums. Couple things. First of all, I just wanted to let you know how disappointed and upset I am with Apple and AT&T, and not for the obvious reasons. Thanks to the obsession they created in me to try and find a new iPhone, I have neglected my toy runs. And I saw the direct result of that today at Toys R Us. I was going out to see if I could take advantage of the buy one, get one half off. And I saw the brand new Legacy and Clone Wars figures hanging on the pegs with the nice different background, the bluish background and the picture on the top. I thought, all right. Of course, if I wanted battle droids and super battle droids, I was in. As far as other figures, not a whole lot to choose from. I missed out on some of the, the big ones that I had wanted to get. I'm going to blame Apple for that, and I'll see if I can get anywhere with them. The other reason I wanted to send you a message, though, is just to thank you ahead of time for all the work you are putting into the Celebration 5 party. I can speak from experience, having attended yours at Celebration 4, that it is a highlight, if not the highlight, of the entire weekend. And I just want to thank you for all the hard work. I know it is a difficult thing to throw together. And the entire family is coming. I want to thank you for having children's shirts and and making it family friendly and we're really looking forward to it so we're looking forward to seeing you guys down in orlando take care well thank you so much it was really nice meeting you and your whole family your little boys luke and owen are so awesome we have owen on the show every once in a while love your wife we have a great time hanging out you guys went to comic-con last year you got inducted to the hall h line 
As for the figures, you can blame Apple. (laughs) We're blaming Apple for a lot right now, even though I still love them. You can blame it on the rain. Just whatever you do, don't put the blame on you. Oh, God. But still, you found more than we have, but the fact that it's just a bit north of us gives me hope. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be on a store-by-store basis. So perhaps on our next trip to St. Louis, for my third trip to the Apple Store to try to get a working iPhone, I might hit some more Toys R Us's and see if I can get some of these figures. I'm actually, though, strangely, and I realize, Marjorie, you may punch me for this. Mm. I'm more excited about the new Clone Wars figures and the Legacy Legends figures. I think that that packaging looks so much better than what we've had. I, th- I always thought this red was kind of lackluster. I kind of like the cloudy clone look. And I'm interested in that battle game. I want to see exactly how it works. And I'm so confused and conflicted because I don't really buy recards that much unless it's re- an additional numbering thing. Like back in 95 with the green card, orange card, I picked whichever card it came out first on but they're repacking a lot of the clone wars figures like the ahsoka with stinky with the new card and now it's coming with the battle card so i at least need one to open to play for the battle card game and do i need another one mint on card yeah i think i do i think i do Hey, Ernie and Marjorie, this is ty from utah tie fighter on the forums just wanted to let you know about a great toy run i just came off of um Yesterday, I had gone to my local uh, Toys R Us and came across the um, Saga Legends and the uh, new Clone Wars uh, cards, but no vintage figures. So I found a spot for the vintage figures, but no vintage figures on it. So I took the little skew up to the cash register and asked them if they had any, and they said, well, we have about 12 of them on the floor. And I'm like, well, I didn't see any. And she's like, well, we're getting another truck in on Friday. And so being Wednesday, I was like, okay, I got a day to relax. And I wasn't able to make it there earlier today. And then I get an email from a friend who... It sent me a picture of vintage figures on the peg. So I'm, you know, this is five hours after the fact. So I'm just booking it down there and, and I'm just all stressed out. And I get there and on the pegs, there's the figures I want. I got Boba Fett. That was the main figure I wanted. Um, and I also picked up Leia, the cloud car person, the uh, pilot and the Luke and Dengar and uh, uh, General Veers. So pretty pretty cool got six figures got enough pops to to send in to get my uh vintage firing boba fett um uh, backpack boba fett whatever you want to call them but pretty excited about that that's my big excitement about this vintage line i mean the cards are great i wish they had the backs like the vintage cards that would be just the cream on the crop if you know icing on the cake if if they had put vintage style backs on them you know have all the figures on there but i guess we may never get that but that's what i'm hoping for someday but yeah so go to your toys r us hope to find everybody find their vintage figures they're looking for the cool thing about it though right now is it's buy one at ten dollars get the next one at five dollars so you know it comes out to 750 a figure so that's not bad i think it's actually better than what they're going to be at walmart and stuff like that so good hunting and love the show 
admittedly, with the buy one, get one half off, it is a little bit cheaper than Walmart. I think Walmart's going to have these priced right about $8. So if you can get two for 15 saving a little bit of money that way, if you can find them. Mm-hmm. I think what's going to happen is once they hit, they're going to hit, and we're going to soon be lamenting the fact that we're not getting any new figures, or we're not getting them fast enough. And I'm not sure, again, how long this buy one, get one sale is going to go. I think that we're going to see it disappear pretty quickly if they're putting new products out like this. They don't do this to take hot moving things. There's a reason why the Prince of Persia figures are on clearance. It's not because <laughs> everyone was buying them. No. They were hoping that they'd finally see the last of Yarna and Plo Koon for one. Plo Koon and Egan Kolar, but mostly Plo Koon <laughs> and Yarna. I think they're going to hook up and maybe we'll have some Yarna Coons. Yarna Coons. But very cool that you were able to score some of those and find them in your area, too. Hello, Star Wars Action News. This is Kevin from Sweden calling in to report what I found in stores. Now, I do this because I promised and, well, running to toy stores again is kind of fun. Uh, now, it's not much because I'm graduating June 9th and applying for jobs and everything like that. Like, so I can move to my own apartment. But since I promised, I managed to get to some stores to find some toys. Now, from the Clone Wars line, uh, Ahsoka and Luminara. From the Legacy Collection, Brea Organa, Bail Organa, the Sixth Boob Lady, Stas Ali, Ugnacht, FX6, Obi-Wan Kenobi, R2-D2, and Assassin Droid. And some miscellaneous stuff. O1 Transformer, Battle Droid Transformer, some comic packs, Shield Generator Assault, Battle Pack, these flick lightsabers, Captain Rex Electronic Command Helmet, Galactic Heroes, Dual Action Lightsaber, Anakin Blue and Grievous Red, although I don't remember him having a red lightsaber in the movie, Legos, my god that's a lot of Legos. So thank you for the show and bye. So it seems like there's a good selection of peg warmers in Sweden too. Yeah, I like the six boob lady. <laughs> He's awesome. Speaking of the Transformers, that was something that Kevin had sent some pictures of and didn't mention in his voicemail is I, I don't get how this line survives. I really don't. The Mighty Mugs die and Titaniums die. The comic packs die. But those Transformers are like cockroaches. But there are repacked and new Star Wars Transformers in the new dark package. Yay. <laughs> are, is anyone buying the Transformers? That's my poll of the week right here. Poll of the week. Are you buying the Transformers? Who's buying the Transformers? <laughs> I'm glad you're not. Thank you, everyone who called in or... Honestly, we've been getting more iPhone memos than voicemails these days. All of you iPhone users loving that little iPhone voice memo feature. You can send a voice memo. I bet a droid or an HTC has something similar. They, their phones, they like work for talking to people. You can send any audio file to show at SWActionNews.com or call our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI. We have a Hasbro Q&A this week. Question one. With so many original trilogy vehicles finally getting releases, such as the Cloud Car, re-releases such as the Snowspeeder, or upgrades such as the ATST or the ADAT, is a re-release or upgrade to the Skiff on the horizon, preferably as a non-exclusive vehicle? And their answer, 
There are no plans for a new or upgraded skiff on the horizon right now, with the upcoming 30th anniversary of Episode 6, or Return of the Jedi, as the rest of us call it, that would be an interesting one to try and tackle with a new version. We can't promise anything definitive, but we will be taking a look at it. Unless you can hold your breath for three years, don't hold your breath. Because I looked at that with the upcoming 30th anniversary of which movie? Return of the Jedi. That would be like saying, are you looking at an upgraded bongo? Well, the 30th anniversary of The Phantom Menace is only (laughs) 19 more years away. (laughs) So we're going to be looking at that in 2029. (laughs) Their second question. Last year, you mentioned in a Q&A session that the new TIE bomber with a newly tooled cockpit was in development for a possible 2010-2011 release. Can you give us an update on whether plans have solidified around this vehicle yet, please? Or perhaps share any details about what else will set it apart from previous releases. Is it larger? Does it have any cool new features? Are the wings retooled and a little bigger, perhaps? Also, if it's not too early to know, will it be in gray or blue hue? And their answer, there is indeed an updated TIE bomber confirmed later for this year. It will be the same size, but the cockpit and mechanisms are completely new. All details, including the retailer, will be released at C5. Stay tuned. I wish they would have at least answered the gray or blue question. (laughs) That's the one I really wanted to know. I'm sure that they are well aware that you wanted to know that. But at least that's later this year. I'm surprised they didn't go, well, with the TIE Bomber's first appearance at episode 5 and it being the 30th anniversary. I wonder (laughs) if I have to wait three years for a retooled TIE Interceptor. (laughs) Retooled (laughs) B-Wing. There was some online news this week. Acme Archives released two new prints. Continuing the Reflection series by Christian Wagner, there's the I Am Your Father print. Guess who that's of? Jar Jar. <laughs> no, I think there was actually like a fan film parody of that where Jar Jar was his father. Aww. But Why is everybody going to pick on Jar Jar? It is Vader with Luke in the Reflection. And if you are in there, and I am going to butcher this word, Anthenea Marquee Club, or if you're a prestige member, you can get a black and white version that's limited to just 75 pieces. They also released another lithograph, Fett's Prize by William Silvers. It's a really nice piece if you're a Boba Fett fan or a Han and Carbonite fan, as I am. The price is a little steep, as it often is. Ah, oh, it's because it's a gicle. Yes, but it's a nice piece. If you're looking for those, both of those are available also this week at Brian's Toys. Brian's Toys has an interesting thing going on this week. For any of you new collectors out there and you're thinking to yourself, God, how am I ever going to catch up? <laughs> You can. Brian's Toys actually has. And it's so sad. I was thinking of buying these. Oh, God. A full collection of figures. Every figure from 1995 through 2009. Loose or carded. He has one of each. Wow. And I've got a few holes in mine and some of my cards fell and have been a little damaged. And some, you know, I never found the General's Wave from the OTC collection. And I was like, man, I could just have them all and take everything I got and just kind of shove it aside. And there it is. Why don't you take everything you've got and sell it? Well, I mean, I would, but I'd I'd be able to count everything I've got as spares now. So if you're looking for that, that's at Brian's Toys, as are a whole bunch of new toys. So remember, when checking out at Brian's Toys, please be sure to mention that you heard about them from Star Wars Action News. 
General Giant announced their summer convention exclusives. They announced three of the five San Diego Comic-Con ones, so we're still waiting for the other shoe to drop on two more. Here's the big news. No con pickup pre-orders. What the hell? So that means if you have not pre-ordered your San Diego Comic-Con Gentle Giant exclusive, you're getting in line. It's it's very unusual what they're doing. It's great for Premier Guild members, but not good for con attendees. Premier Guild members can pre-order the con exclusives now and get it shipped to you. Now, I'll admit, I have already pre-ordered. I'm a Premier Guild member. My Macquarie Vader, it's $9 in shipping, which is far cheaper than shipping from the convention. I'd like to point out that this is going to be the first summer that I don't have to schlep all the way back to the hotel carrying like 80 pounds and Gentle Giant stuff. Right, because one of the other exclusives, which Gentle Giant has not yet put up, and it's far more limited than the Vader. The Vader's, they're doing 2,500 pieces of it, but they're only doing... A thousand pieces of the Han and Stormtrooper disguise maquette, only 400 of which are going to be at Comic-Con. Those aren't up for pre-order. But yeah, I was able to order my Han and Stormtrooper maquette from AFX. So I got that taken care of. Don't have to worry about it. Now I've got my gentle giant Macquarie Vader bust ordered. Don't have to worry about it. Both being shipped to my home, which means no back strain, no second lines at the con, no trying to schlep all the way downtown to Kinko's to ship it. I don't know why you're so relieved. It was always me doing this. I can't... But you weren't exactly suffering in silence. And this no, is my I relief. wasn't. Here's the thing. Those gentle giant bags, while they're super huge, they're way too long for me to carry because I'm short. So I had to carry them high so they didn't drag on the ground. Then the god dang handles always broke because the stuff was too like heavy I said, in the bag. You didn't suffer in silence. But yeah, this year it's getting all shipped. Now, this is great for Premier Guild members. But if you aren't a Premier Guild member and you're like, I live in the Bay Area, I go to Comic-Con every year, I'll just pick one up. You might have a little bit of a problem now. Gentle Giant is notorious for unruly, unorganized, and just plain bend over and grab your ankles lines. But not so much lately. Last year when we went to there Gentle Giant, there was no Giant, lion. There was lion. no line. There was no buddy. No. And they haven't put out a whole lot of Star Wars product lately. And really, unless they start doing some Twilight merchandise, I think most of their <laughs> licenses have kind of dried cool up fanboy-wise. Harry Potter's kind of starting to cool a little bit. And... Lord of the Rings is in its nocturnal phase. So God, I hope they don't start making Twilight stuff. Yeah, I mean, unless they get that new moon license, I don't know if they're going to have Maybe the they'll crowds. start making like Jacob and Edward customs. <laughs> they deserve that. I don't think anyone's going to have problems with the McVader with 2,500 pieces. That's a huge addition size in this collecting age. After the con, any that haven't been pre-sold to Premier Guild members and weren't sold at the con will be made available to the general public to order by mail. Their other Star Wars exclusive that went up for pre-order today was kind of an interesting item. I don't know how I feel about it. I haven't had time to let it settle yet. They are making replicas of vintage three and three quarter inch figures. And these are very precise replicas of laser scanned vintage figures. And they're injection molded and fully articulated, but instead of being three and three quarter inches now, they're 12 inches. I don't get it. I'm sorry, I'm going to pull Josh Baskin. I don't get it. Well, it's just like a vintage figure, but bigger. Don't get it. Well, if you like vintage figures, but you can't see that well because you're getting old, it's bigger. 
Still not getting it. Size does matter, and it's bigger. But why? Someone said, God, I wish I had this, but only bigger. Yeah, on certain things, but maybe not an action figure. What's more interesting to me is this is 12 inches, which pretty big. (laughs) But it's coming blistered on a vintage reproduction card. Yeah, that's going to be awkward. So that card seems to me like this figure is going to be pretty heavy, Unless that card's made of, like, corrugated cardboard and reinforced, it has a real good chance of bending if you ever take it out of the clamshell that it does come in. I I don't know how I feel about this. The first one they're doing is a Comic-Con exclusive. It's a Stormtrooper. I don't know. It it seems to kind of be competing with that Jumbo Yoshindo Stormtrooper, only this one doesn't fire a fist. Maybe, though, they would fight, and maybe this is the new trend in Star Wars stuff is the super size. Now, the Jumbo Yoshindo is two feet tall, so this one is shrunk, you know, that one is much bigger. But I just, I don't know how I feel about this. Because you don't get it. I, I, you can't explain it. I get it, it but I don't sense. know if I'm going to get it. Yeah. Part of my hesitation is price. It's $85. Holy crap, Batman. Well, what do you expect when you're getting a- How much bigger is it than a three and three quarter inch? Marjorie, how many times does three and three quarters go into 12? So, okay, it didn't register that as 12 inches. <laughs> Gonna say that right now. <laughs> it's three times as large. Hold up now. Hold up. Now, let's sit here. Okay, so I, I, I'm just really kind of confused by this because- Okay, so it's three and three quarters. And how much is that? How much does that cost? You can't do math like that. You can't do direct multiplication because you've got to look at how much the volume and mass of the figure is increasing. How much does a three and three quarter inch figure cost? A three and three quarter inch mint on vintage card stormtrooper? Well, you're probably looking at a couple hundred dollars. No, let's talk about, say if I went and bought a vintage stormtrooper now. So let's say $9.99. Yes, four times of that would be $40. You don't need the calculator. I'm here. But I just don't think this is a... This is a... I'm not liking this. The price is a little steep. I think at $49.99, I would probably buy it. I don't know even that I'd jump in it because I just... I don't know if I like it. I don't know if I like it. Do you need to see it in person? I really, really do. I have to see it in person. And they're like, well, it's fully articulated. Wait, all four points that the vintage figure had? Or I'm sorry, perhaps five because of the neck. I, I just, I don't know if I like it or not. And it's so hard to tell on pictures because it just kind of looks like I'm looking at a vintage Stormtrooper figure. So that's something I'm definitely going to be checking out at the con. It's limited to 1500 If the initial WTF reaction in our forums is any indication, I think that a lot of people are going to be on the fence on this. Jerry, being the vintage guy that he is, loves it. I think, though, I'm agreeing with Jason from Yakface because he wants to know where the line's going, and that's kind of where I am. I'm like, if they're just making the Stormtrooper, I can't decide if it would be a really cool one-off thing to have. If it becomes a huge line, it could be a very expensive thing, especially if they start getting into lesser ones. I mean, obviously, they'll be doing Boba Fett, Darth Vader, Tatooine Luke, you know, the iconic ones, and 
God, what if they start doing chase variants where a limited edition of 100 Yodas with the brown snake and 400 Yodas with the orange snake? And Aren't they just ripping off 400% Kubrick, though? Which I get because they have 400% more cuteness, but I'm not really getting this. I want to see it in person and see if it awakens vintage memories or if it just looks... Because I gotta be honest, the first thing that's coming to mind when I'm looking at this picture is like an old Godzilla movie. Because the old <laughs> Godzilla movie, you know, he was supposed to seem so large, but he only had the detail, really, because he was a guy in a suit. <laughs> that's what this reminds I'm me sorry, of. I can't think of that without thinking of One Crazy Summer. <laughs> but that's what it reminds me of, is like a Godzilla stormtrooper, and I'm just, I'm not loving it. Now, if you can't wait for Comic-Con, Sideshow is having a pre-Comic-Con celebration, which is nuts, They're releasing a new product every day from July 1st through July 20th, and that's including weekends. So I know what I'm doing every day. (laughs) Click refresh, click refresh, click refresh. They've already released one Star Wars item. It was one that I've heard a lot of people clamor for, and that is a 12-inch hammerhead, or as he's known to modern-day folk, Moma Nedon. Doesn't he sound like a diplomat that would be in the UN? Moma Nedon. Well, he is a pacifist, despite the fact that in 1995, he came packaged with one of the biggest guns of the entire series. (laughs) How do you know he's a pacifist? I read the short story in the Tales from the Moss Eisley Cantina, which I read with the Star Wars Action News Book Club. Podcasts are coming soon. I really promise that. Now, there is an exclusive version of Momona Dawn that comes with a staff. And there's also his nook, which is his cantina table and his chair that he can actually sit in so you could recreate his action-packed scene from the cantina where he quickly whisks his head to see what the commotion is. And then went to the UN lunch room and had lunch with Kofi Annan. Yes, yes. As of this recording, even the exclusive version is still available, which may have something to do with the price. It's $124.99. Huh? That's for the exclusive. The regular is $119.99, so you're paying $5 more for the staff. Okay, that's not a bad price. If you want the little Enviorama, that's going to be another $89.99. And that comes with a table, two chairs, a full drink glass, and an empty drink glass. So for the whole Moma Nadon experience, you're out a little over $200. And I can see people balking. The 12-inch figures have been going up in price. I'm not shocked by this at all, though, because honestly, if you look at the body for this, Sideshow lives and dies by reusing the bodies that they already have and trying to find new ways. That's why we got so many humans and not even any armor for so long. Here, I kind of think that they're cheating and there is a human body under there somewhere. But the legs are all new sculpts. The arms are all new sculpts. And of course, the hammer-shaped head is totally new and completely unusable anywhere else. The details astounding on it. I can see why they're charging what they're charging. I'm very by only what I love with the 12-inch line, so I didn't put down for this. I'm not a Hammerhead fan. I'm not a 12-inch completionist. Is there a big legion of Hammerhead fans out there? There are. Everybody has their niche. There are the Boskies. There's the Yeah, but at least Bosk is something. Hammerhead? Bosk had a small, tiny, itty-bitty scene. So did Hammerhead. They both did about as much. They're no Tonica sisters. Entertainment Earth announced four new comic packs this week. And these are some of those that we've seen on rumor lists. And people were wondering, will these ever come out? Were they ever even confirmed? You get from X-Wing Rogue Squadron, Baron Fell and Yasan Isard. 
from Legacy, Darth Nile and Dyla Blue, from Knights of the Old Republic, Jarrell Edessa and Roland Dyer, and this is the one that has me most excited. From Django Fett Open Seasons, which was written by Hayden Blackman, who did The Force Unleashed and was a tie-in to the Django Fett game for the GameCube that really rocked, you get Jaster Mareel and Montross. Montross was voiced in the video game by Clancy Brown, who I'm actually a big fan of. You may know Clancy Brown from Lost, where he was the one who Desmond discovered in the hatch. The military Ah. guy. He was also in the recent A Nightmare on Elm Street as like the guidance counselor. He was on the TV show Carnival. He's got one of those great voices. He really brought He was Brother Justin, wasn't he? Yeah, he was Brother Justin. Very good. He's creepy and tall. And he's got this really commanding voice. He's kind of, I find him kind of creepy. He does a lot of voiceover work. He was great as Montross, I have to say. And he really made Montross a badass. The game's concept is that Django Fett is competing to be the template for the clones. And he doesn't know what he's competing for, just a big job that's going to pay a lot of money. And Montross is competing with him for it. And whoever can do the job first will get to meet Tyrannus, and Tyrannus will offer them the clone thing. And it comes down to Django Fett versus Montross. And I never really thought we'd see a figure of Montross, so I'm really excited. Those are up right now at Entertainment Earth. Now, I'm cheap. I have to admit, I'm cheap. Uh, You hear me talk week after week on the show about how to get the most for your buck. I want to buy as much Star Wars as possible. And by doing that, that means shopping at Walmart instead of Toys R Us. And it means waiting to get things on clearance. Like It I means did. Marjorie doesn't get health care. I'm kidding. <laughs> you have very good health care. Thanks to you. But I've already pre-ordered all of these sets. And there's some debate going on in the forums. Are they going to go down? Is this going to be the next Joker squadron that they can't get rid of? Or is this going to be like the clone sets? And are these going to be more limited because Hasbro knew these were the last of the comic packs. I think these are going to be hard to find if you don't pre-order. And I would be very surprised if a pre-order even comes through. Are these even made? They're made, and I'm sure we're going to see examples of them probably at the Entertainment Earth booth at Comic-Con because they are Entertainment Earth exclusive packs, although I think they're going to be shared with StarWars.com. But I'm thinking that these might be hard to find. I think that I might be kicking myself if I didn't get them. And as excited as I am for the Legacy figures, I was really, really happy for more comic packs. I, You know how sometimes you don't know what you've got till it's gone? I didn't realize what a fan I was of the comic packs. I disagree because I think you always love them. Well, you know, in the early days of Blueberry Vader and Leisure Suit Tarkin, those were some bad, (laughs) dark times. But (laughs) They were. You know, now it really came into something where I know that EU fans like Nathan, who don't even get so much into the collecting, are really jazzed to be getting some of these figures. Honestly, you know what my thing with the comic packs has always been? Why didn't it originate from the Marvel line? Because that seems like it would go hand in hand. Yeah, the Marvel they just started making jumped them. on them later. But you would think that that would have originated out of the Marvel line because it just seems like that. It's like PB&J or peas and carrots. While you're at Entertainment Earth, they also have now released Star Wars wall murals. And there's a couple different ones of these. There's a Clone Wars one and an original trilogy one. These are huge. These are absolutely huge. The original trilogy one, it's based off one of the Star Wars posters, and this thing really would fill a room. 
part of me thinks that would be very cool to put behind a collection. And part of me thinks if you've got a really nice collection of high-end items, you don't want the eyeballs drawn away from, you know, the $3,000 Millennium Falcon to the $250 wallpaper behind it. Here's my only problem with this. One, you apply it in sections like wallpaper. It's actual bonafide wallpaper. You also have to activate the glue in warm water. They say it's easy to remove. I don't think that's exactly going to be easy to remove. They say that, <laughs> but I'm going to say you're probably going to rip the crap out of your drywall. It's going to be just like wallpaper. Oh my gosh, that makes a mess. You consider wallpaper easy to remove? It's not. I, I just don't think that it's going to be easy to remove. Here's the thing. I could so go for this. If they did what they're doing with the Star Trek wall murals, where it's the 60s bridge and you put it on the wall and it looks like you're standing in the bridge. If they did that with like Star Destroyer or Death Star or Tantive, then I'd be all over it. But movie posters and Clone Wars characters, I think that's a big pass for me. If if it was like a scene, you're right. Like you could have Geonosis there. Yeah. Yeah. Or imagine if I made my collection, this is the Tatooine room and I had a Tatooine wall mural and I had over there my Jabba with Throne and my Rancor and maybe the Falcon. And over there, I have my Hoth set up. The where Falcon I have the would be awesome. The bridge. Oh, yeah. The Falcon bridge would be a great wall that mural. That would be the one. That would be just, that would be awesome behind your computer desk. Obviously, the people making the wall murals think this way because they did it for Star Trek. Mm -hmm. So I can only think somebody at Lucasfilm is like, I don't know, Bob. I don't think that's a good idea. But Yoda with an orange, that's a gold mine. (laughs) The airboat. Orlando's going to get eaten by gators. A couple other things online. I got a very excited phone call from a friend of mine this week, David Fine, and he was just so giddy to be the one to tell me StarWars.com had dug up his collecting Holy Grail and put it up for free on StarWars.com. He remembered something I did not remember at all because I was five. (laughs) Apparently, in early 1980, people were dying for Star Wars content. There were no videotapes or anything. So the official Star Wars fan club came up with phone messages for the fans that you could dial 1-800-521-1980. And that was the date of the release of the film, 5-21-1980. And if you read the StarWars.com thing, it's very funny because phone systems were very antiquated back then. And they actually had to find where in the country had the 521 and it was in Illinois. And they had to place this phone center in Illinois because that's where the 521 numbers were and then get the 1980. And they didn't expect this to be very much. They recorded messages from Anthony Daniels and James Earl Jones and Mark Hamill. And the fans just went nuts. This wasn't even very advertised. They put it in like Starlog and mentioned it at conventions. They didn't put it on TV or anything. It didn't matter. The fans crashed AT&T's voice system. A lot of people never got to hear the messages or only got to hear them once. Never heard again since 1980. But somebody found a copy of them and they are now available for you to listen to and download to save to your own hard drive at StarWars.com. But David emailed me after the fact. And found two more things that are kind of cool. If you want the experience of dialing, you can dial 714-643-2997 and one of the recordings will play at random just like it did back in 1980. Or if you're outside the U.S., you can use Skype to dial 
plus nine nine oh 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 nine three six nine 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 one four four three two three nine or use SIP for nine 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 one four four three two three nine at sip.tropo.com and I'll put all that on our homepage. He also gave me a link to a site that has better copies of this audio than what was found on StarWars.com. So if you want a copy to download yourself, we have a link to even better condition qualities. Holy crap, wow. Yeah. That's a blast from the past for some people, I bet. Yeah, I didn't remember it at all, but he was just a few years older than me, and he was one of the ones who helped crash the phone system. And so for a lot of people, this is something great. And, you know, I'm kind of the same way. When David came up with the lost clips from the radio drama that weren't on the CD release, I was really excited to hear those. So these were just kind of fun for me to listen to, more in a archival sense, more like, oh, so that's how they teased it and anything than it was from a, I really remember this from my childhood standpoint. It's funny how marketing has changed. It really is. Even since the late 80s, I watched some of the trailers for movies from the late 80s, like RoboCop. And when they come out on DVD, I watched the trailer. I'm like, God, that's really clunky and slow. (laughs) That would never sell a movie. What about the old Star Wars trailers? Yeah. Today, those would not fly. That would be, people would be like, is this some kind of art film? And I would play one of these audio clips, but Lucasfilm is very concerned anytime any fan product uses any images or sounds from StarWars.com. I don't want to get in any trouble with them. So you'll have to go to StarWars.com or the link we put on our homepage to listen to these. And speaking of Lucasfilm suing people, (laughs) remember last week we were talking about those real lightsabers that can burn skin and (laughs) blind you and do nasty things? Turns out Lucasfilm got a little hot about that, literally, and has filed a cease and desist. Perhaps it's because you're marketing something under their license or implying it's their license that could actually cut people's arms off. Well, it would probably take a very long time to cut somebody's arm off, but it could burn them. I mean, <laughs> it, it cause would... a nasty infection. <laughs> yes, exactly, Clark. But yes, they're being sued. So if you didn't get your Arctic laser, you may never get the chance, at least not in lightsaber hilt form. So that is our show for this week. Thank you, everyone, for listening. couple of quick things. Our good friend Chris from Paducah has a fan film in the running at Adam Films. It even has a Star Wars Action News shout out in it. Keep your eyes open and see if you can figure out what it is. But we're going to put a link to it. It's a really funny film. We're real proud of Chris. It's just so cool. You know, we kind of got Chris started doing fan films when we did our 100th episode. That was the first time they broke out and did a fan film with that fanboy toy run. Mm -hmm. And now he's really come quite a ways. He's doing non-Star Wars films. He did this. So go give Chris a vote at Adam.com. We'll have the link. And don't forget, even though we're doing all this talking about celebration, we are going to San Diego Comic-Con. And we're going to be having a meet and greet at 7 p.m. at the Yard House. The Yard House is just north of Horton Plaza. Easy walking distance. Oh, yeah. Even with a gentle giant collector's bag. Yeah, I've done it. Yard House has yummy, yummy beers. And they're called the Yard House because you get them in a yard. Actually, it's a half yard. Half yard. Technicality. So, Marjorie, how many times does a half yard go into a yard? How many half yards are in a yard? Math is hard. And if Marjorie's still speaking to me, we'll be back next week. Yeah.
Thank you for listening to Star Wars Action News. You can find even more Star Wars coverage at our sister podcast, Republic Forces Radio Network, where we review each episode of the Clone Wars cartoon series. You can find that show at republicforces.com. If you're into Star Wars novels, check out the Star Wars Action News Book Club, where we read and review all the Star Wars novels. That podcast is at swactionnews.com. We want your feedback and suggestions for Star Wars Action News. You can email us at show at swactionnews.com or post your thoughts in the Star Wars Action News forums at swactionnews.com, the most friendly forums on the web. You can be on Star Wars Action News by calling our voicemail at 415-508-JEDI or sending an MP3 or iPhone voice memo to show at swactionnews.com. All materials submitted become the property of Star Wars Action News and are subject to use on our show. You can help support Star Wars Action News by using the affiliate links on our homepage when shopping online. We would also appreciate it if you spread the word about Star Wars Action News by posting about us on Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, or just tell a friend about the show. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review on iTunes, and you can also cast a vote for us each month at Podcast Alley. Links to both can be found on our homepage at SWActionNews.com. For more Star Wars collecting, please visit yakface.com, hanshideout.blogspot.com, and jedi-temple-archives.com, and we thank those sites for their support of Star Wars Action News. Star Wars Action News is created, produced, and hosted by Marjorie and Arnie. The Star Wars Action News team is web programmers Jason and Joe, associate produced by Brock, reporters Jerry and Steve, graphic design by Chris, and podcast enhancement by Berent. Star Wars Action News is copyright 2010, all rights reserved. Star Wars Action News is not affiliated with Lucasfilm Limited. The show is created by fans showing their love of Star Wars. Star Wars and all the Star Wars universe contains is trademarked and copyright Lucasfilm Limited, all rights reserved. Until next time, may the pegs be stocked and the Force be with you. Star Wars Action News. Now this is podcasting. Star Wars Action News is a production of Venganza Media Incorporated. Hey, Arnie and Marjorie. I always call you guys when I'm testing out my new tech. Um, Just activated my new iPhone 4 and it appears to be working. Um, Yeah, I'm guessing you're probably going to be getting one, at least one of you guys. But, uh, wow, that display is like having sex with my eyeballs it's so high resolution oh boy it's super cool even my dad said wow that's really neat i didn't realize your father could make ding sounds he can he's actually a droid i'm a cylon no it won't because that's how our walmart rolls you want to re-say that yeah that sounded really bad